Depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Go to mentalhealth.gov to learn more or call 1-800-273-8255 if you need immediate help. My name is Joshua Gilmore from the Nowhere California and Ectopod Podcasts. You are not alone. You are now entering Nowhere California. If you love what you hear, you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast players. And if you can, please leave us a ranking and review. Also, if you like our ideas but hate our voices, you can get your Nowhere California fix at NowhereCalifornia.com. And if you want to share your random thoughts or other bullshit, you can message us at Facebook.com slash NowhereCalifornia or Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Remember to listen irresponsibly, my friends. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. This is Josh. This is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere, California. Oh, COVID edition 2.0. Yeah, yeah, this is our second round, isn't it? No, this is third. Third. third 3.0. 3.0. Uh, eventually, hopefully, if the world... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to have hope, but... Well, it's an interesting world that we live in, and it's a great time to be podcasters, so, you know, without getting too all... Let's talk about our junk. Hell yeah. yeah let's let's just go right upbeat. Let's whip this out. It, after two year, after we called it out two years ago that we're going to start showing our junk <laughs> off... <laughs> We've both now posted our, uh, our, our first entries into our new segment called Show Us Your Junk. Yeah, um, you showed your sloth. I did, I showed my sloth. <laughs> I'm officially going to have to call it that all the time. Yeah. Hey, let me introduce you to Sloth. Yeah, for anybody that may not have seen it, go to NowhereCalifornia.com and watch it, people. But it's uh, a reaction, a Funko reaction figure from the San Diego Comic-Con yes. of Sloth from Goonies with the Superman S. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just it's basically uh, Funko, besides doing the pops, they did this line called yeah they uh, did this uh, this line called reaction which were like the old Kenner action figures yeah. with like the five points of articulation and whatnot and um, mm. they they Pulp Fiction Jaws oh yeah Breaking Bad awesome. I mean there's so many different I still want to get licenses. my hands on the Yip yeah there's well there's a couple of different versions of that one yeah and they depending on what you look at you know they're gonna they're gonna run you some money but um, that was my showcase yours of course. I showed Mr. Happy. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Happy, which uh, I, I was actually kind of surprised. Yeah. He has an extensive collection of everything. Yeah. Um, and so I was actually really surprised that you went with that. But then knowing your love for, for Robin Williams. Yeah, and just for it to be the first entry to be a, a print of Robin that I created from a photo and right. a quote and was able to throw it together, I figured that would be the best jumping off point for me. And I think that also showcases the diversity of what we're shooting for. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> the show us your junk isn't necessarily action figures or uh, toys, and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything all that tangible for that for that matter. I mean, it could be an amazing story and a photograph yeah. that you got with uh, you know uh, Mel Brooks on the streets of L.A. somewhere. You know, oh God, that'd be amazing. Whoever has that. Yeah, one. you know, some something like that, or you know, whatever it is that that's pop culture oriented that you 
personally find amazing, you know, that it's your junk. Yeah. We want to see it. We want to hear about it. Oh, yeah, because the, we don't want to show our stuff all the time, but we do have a lot of stuff to work with. We do. <laughs> we do have a lot to work with, and uh, it's a great template for everybody else to kind of jump on board. Yeah, and, and, and definitely you're going to be seeing the other Noah guys in the mix, too. We're going to get Doug. We're going to get Phil in the mix, too. But I will say it was pretty funny right after that when you're like, it was two years ago that you first talked about. Oh, yeah. Like when we first talked about oh, it God. on the podcast. That was all crap. Yeah, so, it's like we got to pull this damn trigger. Yeah, we're, uh, we're nothing if not procrastinators. Exactly, but... <laughs> Over the next couple months, especially now that we're in the comfort zone of the pandemic. Well, I w- let's let's call it the creative zone. Yeah. Because we've seen so many things, you know, like together apart from, you know, uh, I think, did I have that title right? I don't know. It's just the, the thing that Josh Gad's doing. Where he's reuniting exactly. people, and because he knows people, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> knows lots of people. He's actually done some great ones. So. Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm know. jealous. And then, uh, you know, we had the the. Uh, um the office wedding yeah. that occurred. You know, the couple that got married and... The uh, Parks and Recs. Yeah, did it's theirs. just... And we so were just checking out uh, Mark Bernardin's uh, The Plague Nerdalogs. Which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. It's just a, it's a bunch of vignettes and, and uh, sequences from films. Um, great speeches and things like that as done by different actors and talent and uh, writers and whatnot yeah. all over the place. Um, and it was created by Mark Bernardin of uh, Fat Man Beyond. Yeah. Uh, with Kevin Smith and uh, even Kevin's in the mix. Yeah, Kevin's in the, and oh, what a powerful one! Oh yeah, got me all a rock you know, tattoo. Yeah, he does. Uh, um, That's the only thing I will reveal about that one because you yeah. honestly buy the ticket, take the ride. And, yeah, absolutely. And the plague ner- nerdalogs. Yeah. So, this is a super creative time for us. Yeah, so, and it's time for us to yeah. do the same. And the, and the starting off point with this is going to be show us your junk. Yeah, yeah. which you know. It was so much fun to do that first yeah. time. Uh, did you like the, how I blasted you on your mic yes. going, like, send the nudes to Nick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely send the nudes to Nick. Um, <laughs> but to, I guess, wrap it up, because we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our junk a lot in the next couple of months. And we'll show it to you. Yeah. Uh, no lawsuits, though. Yay. Yay. No cease and desist. That's right. But if you want to show us your junk, uh, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash California, or email. Uh Nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com. You put me on the spot. He had a deer headlights like, oh. Almost pooped. He was like, why can't I do the I Facebook thought, Which one was it? That one's really easy. And yeah. so is But uh, of course, also to go to Nowhere California, see our posts, and drop us a line and tell us that you want to show us your junk. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure how to segue this, so I don't know how to segue our junk to the legacy and the career of one of the most prominent professional wrestlers of the last 30 years. So, honestly, we're, we're going to talk about The Undertaker fucking retiring. <laughs> I think that's the best segue you can fucking put together on that one. Yeah. Um, um, stunning. I want to say it was... Uh, uh, well, I guess give a little bit of backstory. We're wrestling fans. Yeah. And then also, too, that we had uh, me, Doug, and Monique, and yeah, later and in the incarnation of Two Marks and Chick. Yes, I jumped in. Nick jumped in the mix in our wrestling podcast, and then me and I kind of ran off on uh, from Marks, Marks Unknown. Unknown. And that went to the wayside pretty fast, too. It did. <laughs> uh, we just had too many irons in the fire. Yeah, we, and, we were um, learning. Yeah, you know, we were just... It, it was just something that that wasn't panning out, but uh, it's time be, to put our mark hat back yeah, on. Yeah, because of that, we're going to put our mark hats back on, and we're going because to, fucking uh, Undertaker is retiring. Yeah, dude, what the you know? Okay, we have been facing this reality for a while. It, there's been some false starts, false ends. I mean, yes, um, you know, we we've thought that maybe it wasn't going to ever happen. 
Yeah. Um, there were things that we really wanted to have happen. Well, like at WrestleMania up... 33, that curtain call. Yes. Where he left the jacket and hat in the ring and was like, this is it. Yeah. But then you know, he came back. Right. Um, and you and I have discussed a little bit, like off mic, what, you know, how they could have gone with the whole Cena thing. And, that, uh, uh, we'll chalk it up to this. The whole Cena uh, Taker Mania moment sucked. Yeah. It really did. Um, they it, both deserved a lot better. A Notice lot better. Both of them really don't mention it. No. I, I haven't had a chance to watch the last ride, and that's the thing that led to this earth-shattering announcement. Yeah. Uh, WWE Network has been doing this uh, documentary series called The Last Ride. Which yeah, pretty much first, following you know, Mark Calloway around. And yeah, really going into his life and everything. When they first announced it, I was like, is this leading to next mania? How long is this? And then they said it's a five episode thing. I'm like, where are we going with this? Yeah. And then the the final episode aired. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I have watched clips and everything. Yeah, I've seen some of the stuff that the the kind of I mean the the Twitter world exploded from yeah. everything with people like, you know, rest in peace, Undertaker. Yeah. You know, enjoy your. But you know, I stuff people posting the things I about Mark Calloway. I I didn't really either. Uh, I mean, there was some tongue-in-cheek stuff, too. It was like, congratulations, Undertaker, on your 17th retirement. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, But if anybody's been passionate about anything, right, imagine just trying to walk away from that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Permanently. Oh, yeah. And um, Um, there's one thing I think may have been the linchpin that maybe pushed him to it. Um, I don't know if you caught this clip or this news on it. Like, days before uh, WrestleMania 36, when he was doing what would become his final match. Yeah. His brother passed away. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think that may have been... I, it's... But also, too, the the state of the world, state of WWE. Yeah, it's... it's We, we talked about this again off mic, which is a very hard... Th- I mean, like, they have to trudge through, and I get it. But it's very awkward because the wrestling world is something like theater where it's based in crowd reaction. Yeah. Instant gratification. The crowd booze playing up to that. And it's really hard to sell uh, what they call in a business the, a gimmick to nobody. Yeah. Which is why they've started to integrate some people from the WWE staff and other, you know, well, wrestlers and the NXT like, people. They and, did the Boneyard match, which mm-hmm. was a cinematic match where basically... Which is kind of cool. Was kind of cool. They took a risk with it. And unknowing that it was Taker's last match, I was like, okay. Right. This is really interesting. Right. And also to the flip of it now is like, okay, he's kind of that old school mentality, so why didn't he job to AJ? But then, uh, do you think all that, things... Do you think that maybe he didn't know? No, I think that he knew. I, I don't think he told AJ, but I, I think Taker knew, but also there, there was a meme that kind of explained a lot better. Uh, of course, memes are the gospel now. <laughs> My kid speaks in memes, yeah. and it frustrates the shit out of well, me. Well, it, it, they pointed out Angle lost his last match. And I forget <laughs> who the other person was that they pointed out. It's kind of a tradition, yeah. though, to go out on, to, on the bottom, which But also, to weird. Taker is a completely different beast. You know, somebody had mentioned on Twitter that they said when they induct him, it should be only him. It should just be him. Yeah. He should be the only person in the class because he changed wrestling so much with his presence. Oh, yeah. It should well, be. And what, was it 92? Uh, 90. 90. Yeah, yeah 90. Summer, uh, Survivor, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. The year of the he Gooker. was on the million dollar team. The year of the Gooker. Yep. Oh, God. Don't even get me started and on And there's that a shit. portion of the last ride where he talks about like being fearful. Like, am I going in that fucking egg? 
<laughs> yeah, Vince played things close to the chest back then, and it was weird. It was very weird, you know? Um, <laughs> but when he... I remember listening to Gorilla Monsoon and Rowdy Rowdy Piper oh, when he first and came Bobby out. the Brain Heenan, and when he first comes out and Rowdy's reaction was, whoa, look at that ham... Look at that ham hock! Yeah. You know, and he, they started right, you know, rattling off This is how big of a stats. freaking dork I was back yeah. then. Like, I was like, that's Mark Callis. Yeah. From, from me, from, Mark. Yeah, me, Mark Callis from, from WCW. WCW. I was like, whoa. Well, you know, I, I mean, if you're going to go down that route, then we do the whole, we love Diesel, but he I mean, was, you know, Vinny Oz. Vegas and Oz and yeah. all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, but I'll still, like, jump on the network and fall down the Survivor Series sure. rabbit hole. I said Survivor, not Survival. <laughs> Did? Look at you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and still watch that match going, like, Wow. Mm. Who would have known? It was... And let me throw this out there, too. Do you think the part of the longevity of his career... Because, I mean, once we hit the... Once we hit the 90s, midnight... I mean, where shit really started to get hardcore and, and you know... Well, ECW remember, is, you know, hit big. Remember, he took a good chunk of time off in the 90s, too. He did. After that Royal Rumble casket match. He did. And which was still... Uh, looking back at it now, that, as goofy as hell as that special effects oh, and yeah, everything yeah. were, but Wait. still, it was like, oh my god. But see, he's he's also one of the last ones to tread that. I know he wasn't from Parts Unknown, but he was the last oh, he's one from to Death kind Valley, of, sir. Yes, I know. <laughs> what I'm saying though is he tried to he he tread that gimmicky thing where it was like the last ooh, of the gimmicks, honestly. Yeah, you know, the last of the gimmicks and uh, last true gimmick. Yeah. Um, because when we, once we hit 90s and the Stone Cold era, the 316 era, everybody started using their real names. Yeah. Or Rocky Maivia became the, the Rock and yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, you know, it, it became more popular to use your real name or whatever your created name was, but it was a first and last name. Yeah. You didn't have any more of, you know. Duke the Dumpster yeah, Josie. And Big <laughs> Van Vader. You know, yeah. you didn't have stuff like that. So. The Shockmaster. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I got to throw out all the references I can. I don't, don't know when we're going to talk wrestling again on here. Tell you, man. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. One of my favorites, man. Love MVP. And yes. I'm not talking about uh, Montel Vontavious Porter. Yeah. I'm talking about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back to Taker. But it was interesting because, like, like, I got to the clip finally where he finally said it, where it's like it's the, it's time for this cowboy to ride off, and I'm like, yeah. And at first, when I saw the post and everything, I'm like, I'll believe it when I hear it. He but did then a lot I, of the never say never stuff again. And he, well, he also said like, honestly, Vince really, really needs me. He knows he can break the glass in case of emergency, which frustrates me because Vince is the kind of person that'll fucking do it. For the Saudi Arabia shows and things like that, I was. Talking, I hope to God he doesn't. I was talking, dude, at work, and I, as much as I love Taker, I will put this on digital wax. He better not show up to any Saudi Arabia shows, or he's just saying fuck you to all the fans. I see, okay. Now I said the same thing when Ric Flair came back after his match with Sean. Yeah. No, I, this, this, and I'm not like Taker can show back up in matches and everything. Yeah. It's the Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah. Because it's all, that is a It's pay, just money it's grab. It's a paycheck. It's a money grab because and that you shows, have that Saudi money that they're just shelling yeah. out for whatever. And that, with everything going on right now, huh? who knows when that show's going to happen again and if the Saudi Arabia prince is going to start throwing, like, well, contract stuff. think about it. They're taking a hiatus. They're taking a hit from live ticket sales and all this stuff. 
that first Saudi Arabia show. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's they're probably going to have to work something out where he says, you know, we'll bring him along, but we're he, not going to have him. He'll appear. Yeah, we'll have him appear, but we're not going to have him in a match. He better. I'll be okay with an appearance. I'll tell you what, man. I've had the I've had the pleasure of being able to see him oh. wrestle live. Singer. Uh, a few times, I and one of them was at WrestleMania Nine. Oh god, that freaking <laughs> uh, seeing seeing Giant him against Giant Gonzalez, yeah, uh, being smothered by and, freaking uh, yeah, whatever the freaking uh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, but watching watching him come to the ring. Oh, it's uh, you know, on the chariot with the. The vulture. the vulture that was next to him, and just the mystique and the the presence. Like there's there's no gimmick that was ever the one time more I, encapsulating than his. The one time I was able to see him live, yeah. When the entrance hit, you could feel it in the room. Yeah. And it was like as soon as I heard, you that, almost feel a temperature change. Like the gong hit, and I, I yeah. stood up. I, like I was there with Doug. That gong hit. I stood straight up, going like, "Do you well, know what I, Taker?" Do you know what I think causes the temperature shift? What? Everybody sharply inhales when the gong hits. Because they know Tinker's coming. And it's almost simultaneous. Yeah. And I legitimately think there's a shift oh, in the yeah. temperature because you can feel the, the just the pulpability of the, you know, uh, of the situation, of the, of the oh. moment. Yeah, because it's, it's a legend. Fuck, it's just unbelievable to, to see. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, it, this is an, you know, it's an inevitability. Yeah. We know that. It was going to happen sooner It was later. going to have to happen sooner or later. We played out every scenario we could think of in our heads as to how it would happen, how it would go down. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen him hang up the boots wrestling Sting, the two of them. They even said during the last ride, like, if he would have had a match with Sting now, it would have been a disappointment. Yeah. And my thought Well, on, both of them are pretty battered. Well, the know? thing I always thought with it, they could have built it as a singles match between them, but then have some younger talent come in going like, oh, you guys aren't still in our spotlight, or you're not taking our time. And then do a tag team match with Sting, teaming with Taker. I see. I even I hate that. To, I just wanted to see to the give, two last great, the two stalwart hang like the face of WCW and the and the face of WWE. Yeah. You know, and, and coming together to you know in one match. Yeah. And just the amazing conversation that could have been had you know after that it, yeah, it, it's okay it's just part of it's part of the thing where we go mm, you know yeah. we, we always wanted to see Eddie but Graham. now it's it's to the point of I hope he enjoys it I hope it, he will take that time to be with his kids be with Michelle McCall looking damn good still yeah, she looks fantastic yeah. but yeah, honestly I just hope that the years haven't been so hard on them that the retirement becomes Painful. painful constantly for him. Yeah. You well, know? you can kind of see how he like pull his legs up to cross him and everything like that. But yeah. But it may be that he may be like, I know I'm not gonna be able to do this much longer. So if I'm gonna be able to pick my kids up, Dude, you can't be that tall and have yeah. knees that hold yeah. out that long and do the damage he's done to himself over the years. Jesus. You so it, 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 like you said, it's time for that cowboy to ride off and fuck. I, you know, honestly, I'm okay with it. I really Salute am. That, you dude. know, we we got a nice little treat in the uh, the boneyard match where yeah. we got to see classic Taker, but then we also got to see, you know, the American badass version yeah. of him. I forget how he described this incarnation of Taker. Like he said, it was a certain way, where it was melding every version of the Taker. Yeah, it really was. And it basically, really was. like you said, it was it, this is Mark. Um, 
and I think I, I think AJ handled it with grace as well. What I think a per- he had, he's a perfect performer to do with. He's amazing. Just one of the best that's ever laced up boots. Um, and now he, you know, along with the his New Japan titles, his WWE yeah. titles, his you know TNA titles, everything that he's had, he can put this on his resume yeah. as well too. Final you know, match with Final Taker. match with Undertaker. Yeah, his last wrestler. You know, and that's it's it's bittersweet, but. I'm I'm glad to see that he's taking the time that he needs for his family. I'm sure we're gonna see Taker pop up and things, you know, or at least the mythos of the Undertaker will last forever. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see that Hall and uh, you know Hall of Fame induction. Oh, I just truly hope it happens once everything has opened back up where people can be there. And also too, this I'm hoping this is the linchpin that will make them build the physical Hall of Fame. I would love to see that. Yeah, I would love to see that, but you know, hey, Undertaker, thank you for the amazing ride. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for all the memories you gave us. Thank you for putting yourself on the line for our yeah, entertainment. Jesus. So it's this time where Nowhere, California, takes a moment to celebrate the life and mourn the passing of one of the greatest directors of our time. Celebrate uh, the life and the amazing fucking work. Yeah, the passing of Joel Schumacher. Uh, 80 years old, born in 1939, passed uh, just recently of cancer. Um, but what a hell of a life. Oh, God, yeah. What a hell of a life. And as many of you, uh, you know, that are out there that want to go, I gave us bad nipples. Yeah, but that fucker also gave us Lost Boys. Yeah. All right, gave us so... Lost Boys. Gave us yeah, oh, 8mm Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, the Phantom of the Opera wasn't, wasn't bad at all. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, the number 23. I didn't realize that was his. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was one of those ones that where you just were like, "Fuck, man!" Uh, I, metric butt ton of freaking NXS videos. He actually, I, I, that's what I asked you right before we, you know, cracked the mic again. Was what was his tie to NXS? I, I know he directed, you know, the videos and stuff like that, but I, I think he may have just been a huge, huge fan. Yeah. Um, Dying Young with uh, Julie Roberts, which oh. was a fucking heartbreaking one. Flatliners, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love Flawless that. with De Niro and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, you really can't... It, this is funny, okay? So in 1983, he does DC Cab with Mr. T. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was movie. <laughs> I didn't either. Hilarious movie. Follows it up with fucking St. Elmo's Fire. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a flip of the script right I, there. What an amazing movie that one was, too. Oh, well. Um, uh, let's see here. Where was um 93? He did uh, Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Which freaking batshit movie. Dude, that movie, to this day, I still watch that. Uh, you know, some of those scenes where good. he just snaps. Yeah. You know, it's just over it. Just Another over one it. that I'm surprised they haven't remade, but how good the original is, don't touch it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I, I yeah. think Michael Douglas did such a fantastic job in that one, you know. But you uh, you got the client, which was another great film. Uh, <laughs> this will this will hold a little. Oh, how should I say this? Well, uh, my sweetheart growing up, my childhood sweetheart growing up, when we finally got together, when yeah. we finally got together, our song was uh, Seal's Kiss from a Rose, ah. which he directed the video for that. Yeah. So, uh, and I just found that out. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And he did do that uh, Batman one, didn't he? Wasn't that the same? That's the same one. It's yeah, from, okay. yeah, that was from uh, uh, Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Riddler Two-Face. Yes. That was his first one, and he did Batman and Robin. And he did Batman and Robin. And uh, which, <laughs> which is funny, because Clooney still apologizes for yeah. that today. So but also, too, it's kind of funny, like, 
Schumacher will say in an interview, he's like, yes, I brought upon the bat nips, but also, too, I got to make Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite underrated films, Phone Booth. Good movie, yes. Really good. You know, Colin Farrell really, you know, oh, the one of his, when he, when the, uh, oh, I'm spacing the fucking sniper's name. Uh, Keith Southern. Yes, thank you, Kiefer. When Kiefer's telling him, I'm like, no, 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 you get out there and you tell everybody. And he gets out there and starts telling everybody what kind of a person he was. Yeah. And then just... It's almost cathartic, and he completely just starts telling everybody everything. Yeah, and it it was. But also too, how uniquely that movie was made. Yeah, it was. Like, it was impressive. It was all like a one shot deal. Yep, it was very impressive. So, you know, he uh, he kind of wrapped up some of his Twilight years, uh, directing the very highly acclaimed House of Cards. Yeah, uh, did a couple episodes on that in 2013. Um, you know, like you he, mentioned, the Phantom of the Opera, he, which he, gave he, us Amy Rossum. Uh, mainly a director. He really was. He didn't really write. Or he was, no. He he really prefer, Yeah. He preferred the. You know, like where we. You know, we uh, we celebrate Kevin Smith. You know, being a writer and director. Um, Joel Schumacher really loved bringing somebody's story to life. Yeah. And he did it in a very unique way. And. Uh, but uh, really, as, outside of the box, kind of. As uh, with view. most nowhere stuff. We should really read ahead before we open our fucking mouths. Why? Because, let's see here. It's just going to be an NXS fact? No, the writer fact, because he did the screenplay for a fan of the opera, wrote Flawless. Well, okay. Wrote St. Elmo's Fire, uh, did the story, and wrote DC Cap. It, it, his writer's credits aren't as big as his directing. Well, and also, too, he wrote The Wiz. The screenplay for The Wiz. Shut the fuck up, really? And... Uh, was a writer for Car Wash. Okay, well... Like I said, we, we sometimes open our mouth where you should think. fucking dumb. Um, and this would be a point of us to edit, but no. It's going to stay right here. Good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You know, get to get to eat our own crow a little bit here. I like that. Okay. Learn from your okay. mistake, kids. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> wow, dude, St. Elmo's Fire is a big one. Yeah. How did I fucking miss that one? Oh, fucking Car Wash and freaking the Wiz. Well, yeah, I mean, still, St. Elmo's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, He's a talented motherfucker. So, Lost Boys, let's get back to that. Oh, uh, yeah, one of the, <laughs> like, Lynchman movies of his. Um, and one of the one of the best films to come out of the 80s as far as iconic films. Oh, yeah. Um, things that have just uh, stood the test of time. You know, that scene when Keith, you know, Kiefer Sutherland takes the big swig from the, the bottle of blood, you know, the where they derive all of their, you know, where everybody becomes a vampire. Um, and he says, Michael, drink this and become one of us. Join us. Such a, you know, that and then the soundtrack itself, yeah. you know, to that film is so uh, haunting. He, he really he, knew. He knew how to meld it. He knew how to form it. One of, it was one of my favorite cinematic things I had ever seen, which was the approach of how, how the vampires would travel. They were aerial shots that they would do. And it was meant to showcase the fact that they were flying. And uh, that they're coming in, so you'd see them running, you know, people running, and like, and they're looking up over their shoulder, you know, and all that. Yeah. And here's the camera following along, you know, and it was just a very, I thought it was a very interesting perspective. The first time that I that I saw that film, I thought, holy shit, you know, oh, yeah. you get the feel like they're really chasing them, and you know, there's something really terrifying behind them. So, um, I I will remember him and thank him for those bat nipples. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll watch and, it over and over again. But, oh yeah. 
what an amazing director. That's exactly it. And create mine and uh, giver to a lot of other filmmakers too, because he was all like the one thing. Like even Kevin said, he was a talker. He would sit and talk with you for hours. And that's a bold statement coming from Kev. Yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> but even with the bat nipples and everything, and just from the credits alone, it's just this man left his mark, and it's easy to just simply say thank you for creating a world and sharing your talents thank with you them. for taking your passion and and your dreams and putting them out there for everybody to see and uh letting us share in the journey that you took you know to to bring that cinema uh and those cinematic experiences to us and with that long-winded segment uh i personally will say thank you very much joel schumacher for everything you gave us yep. i said my thanks so i won't say it again but thank you <laughs> Okay, so it's just on me then, I see. Yeah, well, you gotta wrap this up sometime. Do we? Yeah. We can't take this, like, a couple more years like Taker's career? Well, this may stun you. I may actually try to edit this tonight and have it up tomorrow, by tomorrow. I'm out of here. Yeah. A very fucking rare instance, especially with the state of the world. We, uh, we aren't always the fastest on the topical stuff, but we're gonna challenge that fucking misnomer tonight. Exactly. So... With all that being said, ah, this has been Nick. And this has been Josh. We'll see you tomorrow morning, possibly. Ooh, we get to wake <laughs> up and have breakfast together? I, I like Captain Crunch. That's fair. I'll go get a box right now. I get to use the big spoon, though. Gross. I get to use the big spoon, not be the big spoon. Oh, disappointed.